Y'all don't think I can get it? You don't think I could get it like Justin? When you have perfect pitch, like I do, you don't go around promoting it. You don't have to tell everybody. But when you're born with a gift, like I have, like Justin has, you just share it. You just occasionally have to share it. Is it weird that that is in my head a lot? Be honest. Is it weird? That I just hear Justin Bieber singing that first part of Baby all day long. But I don't find it to be annoying at all. I just get a little, oh, well, and I go, hey, hey, Justin, Justin's in my head. Okay, and moving on. And the people I'm talking to, they don't even know that that little, oh, well, it's in my head. On loop. What's up, everybody? It's 170. We're doing it. We're on this journey together. I hope you're well. Although very few people are just well right now. January's an ugly mess. January's like a mulligan. Like, nah, that's not working. Let's just get to February. Scrap January. Even if you don't have COVID, you got something, right? You have a cough right now, don't you? Your nose is running right now, right? You're having backaches right now, right? Coming out of the holidays, January is just kicking you repetitively in the bulls that ball and that ball left ball and the other ball why didn't i just say right ball left ball and right ball not just one big kick but january is just an endless kick an endless kick speed bagging it everyone's spreading germs in the house everybody's infected with something you remember the old song? I think that's Waylon Jennings. Nope. No, it's not. So who has an old parent? You got an older parent? I shouldn't say old, but anybody have parents in their 70s, 80s, into the 90s? I'm going to ask you something right now. What's up with their remote controls? You got parents in their 70s, 80s? How many remote controls do they have lying around the TV? On a coffee table, on an end table, in a dish, on a tray, on the counter. How many remotes? Count them. Well, that one controls the fan, and that one controls the DVD player. But the DVD player also controls the compact disc player. In the summer months, it will turn on the TV, but it won't turn off the TV. Oh, and that remote, that's from their old TV that they won't throw away. But they still have it. And there are batteries in there without much life. Oh, I didn't say no life. But just enough battery power to turn on the TV, but not turn up the volume. Or maybe it does turn up the volume, but there's no way it also turns down the volume. They have that remote next to another remote. Well, this remote has wood paneling. Only some of the buttons work. That one works for the cable channels. Don't touch it. And they always... Have their guidelines and rules. We don't touch that one. That works for cable channels from the 90s. Okay, that works for VH1, Nickelodeon, Playboy, Bravo, and National Geographic. Don't touch that one. 
every remote takes an assortment of batteries. That'll take a 0.5A, uh, two Bs, two B2s. What is that, a vitamin or a battery? Needs to be aimed in a direction that seems uncommon. Do you have parents with remote controls like this? It's actually stressful. I know it sounds like I'm joking about it, but it's maddening. Could be five remote controls, and each has its own purpose. Oh, I see you found the source remote. That'll put it HDMI 3 and 4, but no chance for HDMI 1. Speaking of HDMI, what's HDMI? Press power six times in a row. Press power six times in a row to get that TV on. One, two, three, four, five, six. You press it seven times, the TV's off for the whole winter. TV hibernates if you don't press it. The, amount. the people that know how to work their remotes, when a guest comes over, gets a little cute. Oh, I'll put the TV on. Really? No, you fucking won't put the TV on. Why is this the case? You know your parents are this way. They have some code. Has a padlock and a code. Mom, your TV won't go on. Well, did you tap the top twice? Did you just say tap the top twice? You mean away from the buttons? You tap? Well, yeah, you gotta reshuffle the batteries. What about replacing batteries? We know you got those dollar store batteries. Sunbeam. What about getting other batteries? Name brand batteries. Stop with the generic batteries. And you realize the clutter in the dish. The clutter in the dish with the remotes. That tray of remotes. The clutter that has fortunes from fortune cookies under some buttons under some mints under some batteries under some post-it notes with the instructions written on them about how to use the remote under a holiday card from three years ago from a relative that no one really knows is that a cousin is that an aunt under a cassette an early whitney houston cassette or bobby mcferrin a bobby mcferrin single that no one's going to listen to, but we still like the message. Don't worry, be happy. Okay, you can't throw the Bobby McFerrin single away. You can't throw the Bobby McFerrin away. Holy shit. I'm still stressed about trying to put the TV on at my mom's. I'm still stressed. Take a breath. As my wife tells my daughter, smell the flower and blow out the candle. This is how we teach kids to be meditative. You're upset? Smell the candle. Nope. Smell the flower and blow out the candle. See, I'm all frazzled. Everybody. Yeah, yeah. Humans. You know human beings? I'm going to put some faith into humans. We eventually stop doing things that are bad for us, right? Humans stop doing things that are really bad for them over time. It takes a long time for humans to learn a lesson. We look back in history and we, we always say, wow, humans used to do that? What idiots? And then we progress and we feel like, you know, at least we're doing things in a more rational manner, a more healthy manner today, a more productive manner. We always give ourselves credit in the present when we look back on how humans used to live. Like, I think less people do cocaine right now, right? In the 1980s, more cocaine. I'm just picturing discos, 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 cocaine, cocaine. Not as much cocaine, I'm hoping. Cigarettes, of course. Less people are smoking cigarettes. For many, 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 many years, there was no stigma. You just smoke cigarettes, you look cool, you are cool. No one's even talking about the health detriments. No one's talking about the worries or the dangers of inhaling that cancer stick. Emphysema, that word wasn't even invented. Emphysema. 
Formaldehyde was a cologne. People didn't give a shit that it was in a cigarette. People smoked. It was in your movies. It was in your home. In high schools, probably middle schools too. People just cutting away in eighth grader, having a Marlboro, coming back to class smelling like smoke and people didn't go, ooh, you smell. It was just, oh yeah, that's a smoker. Well, less people are smoking because we're getting smarter. Is that why? More information is out there? How about less people building homes with asbestos or less people building homes with lead paint? There's probably still lead paint layers beneath all of our home's walls, but you're not building with lead paint anymore. You're not using lead paint. That'll poison you. That'll hurt kids' development. So over time, we look at lead paint. At one point, it was like, great, everyone's using it. And now you can't build a house and say, we're using lead paint. You can't do that. How about trench warfare? I know that's an extreme jump, but trench warfare, we're going to dig holes in the ground and shoot. We're going to dig holes in the ground and shoot. Stalemate, no one wins. That's a draw. I'm talking about World War One. Let's go into it. World War One. We're going to have a lot of the soldiers just digging and digging and digging with no defense of bullets and poisonous gas and keep digging and digging and digging for miles and then live in the trench. Yeah. And then get a lot of diseases. Trench foot. Have a rat eat your feet at night while you try to sleep. Living in a trench, 1914 to 1918, we're not doing trench warfare anymore. And now as I fast forward, what's my point? Here's my point. Last week I went to CNN.com and FoxNews.com. And it was almost comical. So since the Biden and Trump election, I actually haven't. I've done a real nice cleanse. I don't need to go to CNN to see what the left is talking about. I don't need to go to Fox News to see what the right is talking about. But in a moment of weakness, I did. I went to CNN and it was just like you thought it would be. And I went to Fox News and it was just like you thought it would be. Fanning the flames. Just fanning the flames. And I was thinking, the more and more we learn about the division that has been caused by two monumental media powers, Fox, CNN, just feeding people what they want to be fed and pitting people against one another. Okay, it's a game. It worked. I guess it worked. We're all divided. We're always going to be divided. But at one point, at some point, people are going to look at it and be like, oh, oh my God. Folks used to actually go to CNN and, and they would read this shit. And people went to Fox News and they would, they would actually read this shit. There's probably some credible reporters at both outlets. But on the surface, it's such, such dog shit. These scintillating headlines. It's just clickbait. It's intended to make your blood boil. It's the opposite of meditating. Okay, if I say focus on your breathing, be present, be mindful, the exact opposite of those words is go to CNN.com, scroll for 11 minutes, then go to FoxNews.com. You'll actually feel dirty. You'll feel gross. You'll feel upset. But the way I felt, I was like, oh, like cigarettes, like lead paint, like too much cocaine, like putting heroin in cough drops, which I heard people used to do. There was heroin in cough drops, people. Trench warfare. You're not fighting that way anymore. That's CNN and Fox. Just over time, it has to become extinct. I'm putting my faith in humanity for a moment, which might be a mistake, but I'm putting my faith in humanity to just look at those two outlets and say, ah, right enough. And I know there's other outlets. I know. But in my research, I only went to those two. I don't even have to get into the specifics of all the Trump articles. Hey, look at Trump's doing this. Great. Hey, look at Trump's doing that. That's bad. That's bad. CNN says bad, bad Trump. And Fox News loves it. 
Fox News loves it. Trump, look, Trump, click on this. It's an article about Trump. And CNN goes, bad Trump, but yeah, click on this. Bad Trump, but click on this. Click on this, there he is. It's the same stock photos you've seen. It's the same three people being interviewed. At this time, he's trying to kick it into full gear, says Trump spokesman Art Dinovich. We're very interested in collecting some of the data to prove ourselves correct, says Trump spokesman. Who are these spokesmen? Says an insider, says a spokesman, says an insider. These aren't sources. These aren't real articles. It's a puppet show. It's an adult puppet show. Let's stop the puppet show. Let's stop it. 60 Minutes ran a piece a couple of weeks ago about a podcaster or a broadcaster who actually brings both sides together just to meet face-to-face and talk, and it was nice. It was nice. It was calming. StoryCorps, did anyone see this? It was a good piece. I actually exhaled. I went, ah, good humans, good humans. But no more. If CNN and Fox just sunk into the earth and you never heard from them again, sure, some people, some addicts would be upset, but wouldn't that be good? I'll bet if you're listening right now, your answer is, yeah, that'd be good. Mm, Yeah, that's pretty good. I don't care if you're left or right, right or left, left or right, right or left. You know it would be good for this country if those two media moguls just collapsed, went into the ocean, and drifted away. Oh, give me the beat, boy, and free my soul. I want to get lost in your rock and roll and drift away. How do you spell away? A-W-R-E-E-E-Y. Oh, 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 oh. I didn't hit it that time. Hold on. All right, Justin. Oh, 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 oh. Yep, got it. I'm back. I'm back. Flip the broken tenna. Eminem, is he still cool? Hey, I'm on a walk recently, a wobbly walk. I'll get to that. I'll get to that in a minute. But I was walking through my neighborhood. Beautiful. Tara Linda, hard to be. Beautiful Tara Linda. And we all know that great strip mall with Scotty's Market, decent sushi spot, laundromat, aromatherapy, bunch of nail shops, Mexican restaurants. It's good. We love the green awning around here. We love the green awning. Don't change. Got a monk's kettle. Got some beers on tap. Okay, so Tara Linda has this strip mall that everybody knows. But we all know the MVP. We all know the gold standard. We all know the quarterback, the leader, the legend, LaCoco's Pizza. I walk by it all the time. It's the best pizza in the world, and I've been to Italy. You got to love that snobby disclaimer. And I've been to Italy, okay? I've been to Florence. Pizza in Florence is an A+. LaCoco's just as good. LaCoco's just as good. Nothing has ever changed. It's a real neighborhood pizzeria. And it's unanimous that people enjoy it. People like it. People like the pizza. They like the taste. They like the service. They like the location. And the awning is the same as it's always been. And it says LaCoco's Pizza since 1971. It says S-I-N-C-E-1971 since 1971 on the sign. And the last time I was walking by with my little baby, hard B, I was starting to wonder how much is documented about that? First night, grand opening. When LaCocos was new, it was just an idea. 1971, 10 years before I was born. That pizzeria had an opening night. It's a community staple, it always will be. But I was wondering, what about the Terra Linda High students? Did they just show up and say, hey, there's new pizzeria in town? What about the neighbors, the community? Did they show up? And when they took that first bite, were they like, fuck, fuck. Did heads just explode? 
Like if there's a new restaurant in your neighborhood, there's a lot of pressure. People take a first bite and they go, that's fine. And they know. People go once and they say, all right, that'll survive. That'll have success or that place will be closed in six months. We all do that, right? We're all such critics. We're all natural born yelpers. But I wonder, what was the first night in 1971 like? Are there any photos? Who were the employees? Was it a busy night? Did they have any inclination that it was going to be a monumental success? Before social media, before everybody was just carrying a camera everywhere. I mean, there was probably no local food critic there in 1971. Grand opening. Is there one Polaroid photo with the employees hugging? I don't know. But you fast forward. If you open up a restaurant today, bloggers, YouTubers, Yelpers, endless videos, tons of photos, tons of posts on Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, Facebook, Twitter, you get the word out. It's a different style of success, but Lococo's is all word of mouth. You'll never see a Lococo's ad. I can't really describe the pizza, too. It sounds like I'm doing one big ad for Lococo's. If you've never had it, do it. Tara Linda's finest pizzeria. But I like things that remain old school. They survive the test of time and they don't adapt. It's the same green awning. It's the same menu. I wonder if some of those servers or cooks have been there since 71. I wonder. And every graduate of Tara Linda High has had the pizza. That's the hub. There it is. Every town needs a hub. Whatever it is. Could be a place that made pies. Hopefully it's not a Walmart, but maybe it is. Maybe you're from a town where everyone just enjoyed their Walmart. And that's fine. No, it's not. What am I saying? That's fine. Sometimes I say that's fine and that's not fine. If your community hub is a Walmart. Now let me go down that path. Fucking Walmart. Nope. Okay. All right, folks. What was your reaction? What was your reaction when you heard Bob Saget died? Were you totally shocked? Why was this celebrity death so stunning? I have some theories. I mean, everyone likes Bob Saget, right? Everyone watched Full House in America's Funniest Home Videos. And it said, no foul play. No foul play. Good. He just died peacefully in a hotel room in Orlando. And we all kept Googling and Googling and Googling. What happened? What happened to Bob Saget? We don't know yet. But from Full House to America's Funniest Home Videos. That's one of the most familiar faces in our living rooms, right? If you're around my age, or I don't know what age you are, but you probably could recognize Bob Saget's face more than anyone in Congress right now, right? Way more familiar face than anyone in Congress. And he had a podcast. He's doing a podcast. And he tweeted something like, comedy's good again, I'm addicted to this stuff. And I had heard him interviewed a couple of times, and he's great, funny. His stand-up's not my style. Not because it's too vulgar, just not so funny to me, but really likable guy. You remember America's Funniest Home Videos? When that first came out, making every kid say, we need a camcorder, and once we get a camcorder, we need to make sure a yo-yo hits us in the nuts, and then we can send it in. For the yo-yo hits us in the nuts montage, or the grandma slips montage, Grandma slips at an outdoor cookout montage. And you know Bob was doing all the voices? It's crazy to think that show kept going and going and going and going. Like The Simpsons is still on, I think. There are a lot of shows that are just still on, and you're like, really, that's still on? Yeah, The Simpsons is still on. America's Funniest Home Videos, probably still on. I don't know why. Everyone just has all of their own home videos on their phone. There's endless copycat shows. But Bob Saget coming out, and then at the end of the show announcing the winner... With a big drum roll? You remember this shit? 
what was it, late 80s, early 90s, it meant a lot. And he was the perfect host. How often can you say that for something? Like what Alex Trebek was to Jeopardy, Bob Saget to, I need the acronym, America's Funniest. A-F-H-V. A-F-H-V, that doesn't roll off the tongue. But everyone had the same realization at one point that, oh, he's not clean Danny Tanner, he's lewd and dirty and vulgar and his comedy is wild, he's a wild man. And then he passed in the outpouring of love from all fans and celebs. It's a lot. And when we Google and Google and Google, I know it's gross. We shouldn't do that. How did it happen? How did it happen? Don't we kind of think meds like took too many? I'm so scared of meds. And I was prescribed meds and I own the meds. I now have clonazepam for my MDDS on my counter and I'm not taking it. I'm having the internal conflict of, wait, if I'm still swaying and bobbing from my mild de debarkment syndrome, which is in day 18 right now, and it's a bitch, and it's with me, and my neurologist at first said prednisone didn't work, as well as the magnesium and B2, okay, as well as take it easy, do the hall pike, do the Epley maneuver, do all of this, get an appointment here, get an appointment there, see this specialist, but my neurologist prescribed clonazepam, which is a benzo, a benzodiazepine. And what do I do? I Google all the side effects and I'm like, oh shit, no thanks. And most people say everything has side effects. Don't worry about it. But in my head, in my neurotic head, when I read the side effects saying things like suicidal thoughts, actually, I should just grab it right now. I should grab the side effects. Hold on. I'm going to get up. All right. So, of course, it says risk of addiction. No thanks to that. Can make you dizzy, can slow down your thinking, can slow down my motor skills. This is all for clonazepam, which I own. I actually have it on the counter right now, and I'm not touching it yet. Unless this condition intensifies and worsens to the point where I'm like, I'll do anything. But I'm not quite there yet. I have an appointment with a wonderful homeopathic, naturopathic doctor, if Aoma Akenzie next week, you should know all of this about me. If you made it to this point of the podcast and you don't want to hear about my health ailments, it's a perfect time to stop listening. Go check out Theo Vaughn. Go check out Bobby Lee, another podcast, Smartless, whatever you like. Uh, it says, of course, don't drink alcohol. What do you mean? You want me to have apple juice on the couch with my wife at night when we watch The Righteous Gemstones? How funny is that show, Righteous Gemstones? HBO, it's a good season. I'm reading straight from my paperwork. Clonazepam. Yeah, it could create liver disease. could give you eye disease. I'm just reading. Suicidal thoughts, feeling agitated, panic attacks, acting aggressive. Oh, daddy's home, everyone. Duck and cover. Thoughts about dying, acting on dangerous impulses, trouble sleeping, new or worse anxiety. I'm never taking this shit. I'm ne- I should just bury it in the yard. Who buries anything in the yard? You hear stories about people burying money in the yard instead of having a bank account? Come on. Uh, Being aggressive, being angry, being violent, going through the paperwork with you. Who would take this shit? Dizziness, depression, fatigue, memory issues. This is like seven pages. And I can't stop swaying and bobbing because this bullshit called MDDS. And that's all they got for me? It's 2022. Come on, let's cure everything, right? It's 2022. We pushed a vaccination out and... Six and a half minutes for COVID. 
let's cure this bad boy, MDDS. Because as it sounds like I'm whining, which I probably am, the worst part is the cognitive impairment. You get a little brain fog, you're just stressed in the brain, and it's exacerbated by stress. So when I say I'm on day 18 of it, here's the realization. I'm never going to trigger it again. I already know I'm never going to go on a boat again. I'm 40 years old, and I know I'm never going to go on a boat again. Luckily, I don't fish. I don't go deep sea fishing, believe it or not. I know it's a shocker. But not being able to take a ferry to a Giants game, that sucks. That's a bummer, but I'm fine with it. No paddle boats in Lake Tahoe with your girls? No, I'll wave from the pier. I'll just wave. I'll be the daddy that waves. Never roller coasters? Never roller coasters? Nope, never roller coasters. Can't do it. And I loved roller coasters. I loved all the rides at the county fair. With my buddy Joey Casino, we would go 10 straight days, and from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., just keep riding and keep riding. The Sea Dragon, the Zipper, the Tilt-A-Whirl, the Gravitron, the Ring of Fire the scrambler. I loved it. Loved all that shit. And I realized I probably always had MDDS. Like after the county fair, I'd say to my friend, Joey, do you still feel like you're on the ring of fire? And he'd say, nope. I go, okay, I, I do. What about a week later? Hey, Joey, do you still feel like you're on the scrambler? Nope. The zipper? Nope. The sea dragon? No. Okay. Got a brain issue. Lake Havasu spring break in college. I went to a doctor. Took a month. After I got off that pontoon boat, took a month for my world to become stable again. And then a trip to Israel, a month, a trip to Italy, a month, a river rafting trip for Ari Baruth's bachelor party took a month. Why did I go on that bachelor party? It was fun, but come on, I can't be on a river raft, a raft for three days. You fucking moron. You got on a raft. And now this most recent trip to Minnesota, to Arendelle which was a wonderful trip, but probably my last flight ever. Is this sad? Is this a pity party? Do you feel bad? Here's my question. Does anybody actually know about MDDS or have it? Email me, joshrosenberg81 at yahoo.com. J-O-S-H-R-O-S-E-N-B-E-R-G-8-1 at yahoo.com. I want to hear from you because I'm in a Facebook support group and it's nice, but every 10 minutes someone has a new post. Hey, is anybody experiencing this? Hey, is anybody experiencing this? Hey, has anybody fell into the toilet? Hey, has anybody fell into their fridge? Hey, has anybody driven off the road? Hey, has anybody taken clonazepam for 17 years and been fully addicted and fucked their lives up? This is a long way of saying every time I see a premature celebrity death, not a suicide, I start to wonder, huh, what were they taking? Okay, no foul play for Bob Saget. Fine. But some medication? I don't mean to speculate, but... After I read all the paperwork for this medication I'm probably never going to take, I might, I don't know, it's a low dose, but I read all this paperwork, I go, wow, there's a lot of people who take this shit, and it messes with them. Sounds like I'm describing the show Dope Sick. That was just incredible. And I know that's opiates, and this is called benzodiazepine. But isn't that crazy how many people just willingly take this? The doc prescribes it. Or people that know the doc prescribes it and they want it. I need more. I need more. Up it, up it, up it. And the doc has to say, we're going to taper it off. And you say, no, up it. I need it. I need it. You don't need this. Or maybe you do. This is how humans progressed. It's a simultaneous sign of genius innovation. All these prescriptions. And also some of the downfall. 
for a lot of humanity. That's dramatic, huh? That's dramatic. Since 1971, Lococo's Pizza is serving it up. You just walk in, that smell, oh, envelops you. Envelops you. Why so many remotes? We're going to review what I've talked about. Why so many remotes? Well, the 7 and the 9 don't work and channel down doesn't work, but you could always go channel up in any channels that are not 7 and 9. And that remote, actually, we don't use that remote in the spring months. April and May, we don't use that remote. We don't touch it. it takes a lithium-3, and that, that remote runs on benzodiazepines. It's too much. It's too much bullshit. All right. I'm going to go back to my bobbing and swaying and bobbing and swaying and getting chills and having jolts of anxiety. Not panic attacks, folks. Don't be so dramatic. Just a little anxiety here. A little anxiety. A little anxiety. All right, drop a rating on iTunes if you have a moment. Or Spotify. Or Yelp. No, this podcast is not on Yelp, luckily. Someone would give me like zero stars because their cell phone ran out of battery power. This is the worst podcast ever. I can't even hear it. My phone doesn't work. It has no batteries. You've seen those Yelp reviews. I've talked about that. People destroying restaurants and they didn't even taste the food. There was no parking. This is the worst restaurant I've ever been. What? Learn how to do a rating. Learn how to do a review, a proper review. All right. I am really swaying. I got to bounce. That's episode 170. It's in the books. I'll talk to you soon. (laughs)